Are any of these questions keeping you up at night? What am I supposed to do with my life? What should my life's meaning and purpose be? What am I passionate about? How can I be more happy and satisfied with how my life is going regarding work, family, and my personal life? In this week's episode, we look at the topic of finding your passion and attempt to set everyone on a path in that direction regardless of how good or challenging your life circumstances are right now. We'll dive in right after this quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there, once again. Welcome to episode 58 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. So, finding your passion, finding your passion, what are you supposed to do with your life? How do you live it in a way to maximize your chances of happiness and success? Huge, huge question. First, since this isn't a new question by any stretch, you know, finding your passion, how to do that, how to live your life, you can Google tons of other people's opinions on the subject. I will tell you what I'm supposed to say, then I'll answer in the gentleman's guide way, which I feel is better and more aligned with reality for most men out there struggling with this question. So first we'll define it the classic way, and this is what I'm supposed to say to you, what you're expecting me to say. Basically, the typical advice you see on the subject goes like this. Basically, for people considering transforming your life, the recommendation is to find something you're passionate about and do it for a living. Most of the answers you find online will be centered around your career and work and business. Learning how to find your passion may not be as easy as it sounds is a pretty common thing that you'll find out there, but everyone suggests it's well worth the effort. And I, and I agree with that. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. As you can imagine, because I'm doing a whole podcast episode on the subject. Uh, basically the idea is if you dread going to your job, which I think millions of people, men and women out there do every day, they freaking hate their jobs. 
you find yourself constantly lacking motivation or you find what you're doing dull and repetitive and uninspiring. Maybe you need to start looking for a new job is what the recommendation is. Staying in your current job will not only continue to leave you feeling stuck and unhappy and dissatisfied, but also you're not realizing your full potential in life and you don't want to get to the end and look back over the course of your life and regret, regret not having done something. So what they'll offer instead as a thought experiment to motivate you, consider instead of when you get out of bed to go to work, you know, instead of dreading it and having to drag yourself over to work, instead you get up early, you jump out of bed, spring out of bed, excited to go to work. Uh, you tend to put in more hours than the average person because you're working on projects or tasks that you really love and you kind of lose track of time and get into a flow state. The work doesn't seem difficult to you. And if it does, it's difficult in a good way, challenging your learning stuff, marketable skills. And the hours just kind of just zoom right by next. And before you know it again, it's the weekend again. And in more modern articles on the subject of finding your passion, you'll see references to something called, quote, flow state, unquote. That's where you lose track of kind of time and what's going on around you because you're so focused, you're so laser beamed into the task at hand that you kind of zone everything, every, everything else kind of zones out and your work is just fun and interesting and exciting and all, and it's, there you all of a sudden, you've actually aligned your passions with what you're doing for your ways, way of supporting yourself and your family. And another recommendation is you could do your side, your passion as a side job. For example, if you know that your passion doesn't pay a lot or you're not a hundred percent sure that your passion will build, you'll be able to support yourself and your family uh, with the proceeds of doing that. You could do it as a side job, as a quote unquote side hustle and then build up the income for a few months or for a few years. Just thinking about myself for a second, my day job since I graduated college, has aligned like this. It's been aligned with my passions for a long time. I learned when I was small that I have a lot of passion for technology and software development and building systems. Um, and, but I wasn't able to go and align the two of them until I was able to go to college and get training to enable me to go get in that kind of work. When I left high school, I went to, to the military. And after I got out, after serving all my time, I used my GI Bill money. I was in the U.S. military. I used the GI Bill money that we got for, for college to retrain into what I really wanted to do. Writing books and podcasting, you know, what, what you, how you know me is a new side passion for me, but I'm creating a variety of businesses and alternate sources of income for my family for the future. Uh, to achieve what is really my true passion, which is to get paid while I sleep. Uh, but I digress. Um, I'll keep on doing these podcasts. I'm going to keep on writing a few books. I've got a few books in mind that I think need to exist, and I'm going to develop those. But my bulk of my efforts are around technology. So anyway, uh, that, all right, that was what I was supposed to say about finding your passion. Now let's dig in for real. The Gentleman's Guide Books Way. And to do that, we need to revisit the subject of life priorities from part one of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book. Life priorities. Life priorities are a bedrock principle from the book. Why is discussion about life priorities in a book about flirting, you ask? Well, the book's approach is, just in a sentence, basically the man must be thinking and operating correctly. 
The man's got to be right. He must have a plan and he needs to have some guidance and advice before meeting great women and having genuine success in the dating relationship process so that all can work out as best as it can for him. But to start with, and that's like the huge focus of part one, is getting the guy's mindset right, getting his thought process right, getting a plan together, and talking about how you conduct yourself every day so that you can have that genuine confidence that you need that is so vital to pull the whole whole plan together. All right, so basically, what do I mean by life priorities? Just in short, the the whole concept is spelled out in the book. The life priorities in the book suggest you prioritize your happiness, health, and wellness first at level one of a six-level priority scheme. That's level one, your happiness, health, and wellness. Those come first because if you're not well, then the whole system falls apart. Level two is your, your career, yours, your career, your education, your business goals, and your prosperity. So far, levels one and two all sound very super selfish, but you aren't doing all of those things for yourself. You are not doing all of that, making all that effort for yourself. You're doing all of that every day, 365 days a year for the people you care about most in the world, any wife or children you might have now or you want later, your family, your close friends. Those are, those people are all at level three in this life priority scheme. Level one and level two are all about you. Level three is what you're actually, the people you're actually working for. You're doing everything for. It's not yourself. Levels four, five, and six are girlfriends, casual friends, and everyone else. They're all at levels, the four, the three levels below that four, five, and six respectively. As for finding your passion, that could be considered just a part, a part, an important part of levels one and two, again, which are all about you, your happiness, your well-being, and your, your, your prospects, business and education and all that. Those are all part of the continuous improvement and well-being of you. However, I don't find, I don't believe finding your passion is mandatory to succeed at levels one and two and executing well there. I don't dispute that doing so, having what you do, being aligned with your passions to as close to 100% as possible is better, but you can also get by just fine in life by having the the alignment be just kind of partial if your circumstances uh, require that. And for some folks who are in different circumstances, maybe not such a privileged, moneyed, advantageous position, maybe your passions don't align at all. Maybe none of the time will your passions be aligned with what you actually have to do to make money to support your people and yourself. So none of the time, no alignment with your passions. What the heck? What am I talking about? Well, I'm a realistic person, a pragmatic person. Let me ask you, what if your circumstances aren't such that you have time to do much beyond put food on the table and keep a roof over your head and your family? What if you aren't working right now? It's after the pandemic. A lot of people got displaced. A lot of businesses got destroyed. A lot of people are still not working by the millions out there. Or what if you have a terrible job and you just don't see a clear path forward? What if making a change requires money that you don't have right now? Money to retrain, money to move, money to go and enable whatever change you see to align those passions with what you're actually doing. What if you need to support family members or others and there is no money or time left after supporting those people, providing that necessary support? There's no money or time left to build for later, to build for the future. 
Well, that is the reality for a lot of people out there right now, and that will remain the case for millions of, of our listeners around the world for years. The world is just a tough place. If that is you, know that you aren't alone. Maybe you have to set aside your passions for now and work hard and build a platform for your children or others in your family, or maybe your wife or girlfriend, to be able to pursue their own passions and their children after that. Got it? Maybe you're the one that's going to, got to go bear the burden and make sure that you can provide for an education for your wife or someone else in your family, a brother or sister, uh, a niece or a nephew, or, or maybe your children of your own so that they can do, do a little bit better, you know, standing on your strong shoulders. And then their children after that and after that can do better and better and be more, be in a position to more closely align 100% of their passions with what they do in their life. So your passions might necessarily need to be just aspirational or something you can just find a moment or two on the side to pursue while you build the foundation or pave the road for others like your children to be able to pursue their true passions and live more enriched and fulfilling lives. So you can pursue a passion on the side and try to find a way to balance what you're doing with what you need to do to support and provide for your people and your happiness. And since we're talking about reality here, we're all about reality in the real world, right? That's where we live. Discussion around finding your passion and doing well in life doesn't, isn't all about money. Sure, it's about career and business, but it's also about finding a great companion or partner or woman. It's all, it's about your, what you want to see for yourself for your current family and any family that you want to make, having a wife or a children down the road. It could be around hobbies or interests. It could be around art and expressing yourself as a human. Not everything needs to make money, right? Could be around educational goals. Maybe you missed an opportunity before. Maybe there's some subject area that you want to learn about. And maybe you want to, the, another, like a college degree or the next level college degree that you weren't able to get when you were um, younger. Maybe it's some interest you have, some passion you have around your religion or some cultural interest or aspect of culture or society. Maybe it's around public service and volunteerism. That's great when there's nothing wrong with that. Or you may have aspirations, you know, passions around health and fitness. You need to be around for the people relying on you, right? You cannot deliver if you don't maintain your health and wellness in all ways. Well, I'll close by saying what I don't have sympathy for. I do not, do not have sympathy for. And I strongly advise against because it's, it's, it's not using your time well, basically, in all ways. I don't accept, I do not accept not hitting your goals and pursuing your passions due to laziness and waking up late, laying in bed all day, playing video games and watching TV all day instead of stacking those wins I keep talking about. I don't accept sitting around being depressed and not taking action at all against your to-do list and against what you know you need to do because you're depressed about your lack of opportunities. I'm all for action. Well thought out and intentional action. I am all about continuous self-improvement and the many benefits that accrue to you from that. Check out part one of the book for more on all of that. All right, that's all I have for this week. Let's get after it out there. Let's go.